Hi guys, so it's your host, Victoria, and thanks for tuning in to the Intuitive Space. Um realize that you guys um, are back in for another episode. This episode is going to be a little bit brief, um, and I just wanted to, I don't know, just kind of paint this picture and, 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 and give you a little bit of insight on how God works in a way. Um, and honestly, you don't even have to take my word for it. This is just my experience. And I just kind of had like an epiphany. I'm just like, well, why not share it with the intuitive space, you know, and help somebody out a little bit. So anyways, I was just reflecting on my walk and my relationship with God and, um, just a little background story. I grew up in the church um both of my parents were ordained elders and ministers and everything like that uh, my parents have been saved my entire life so um i lived in a church every thursday wednesday um sometimes monday and tuesday if we have revival of course sundays for worship and and in service and things like that um after school we would go travel with our pastors when they would go out of town and speak at different churches and things like that so i lived in a church my life was literally work school church work school church um and that was from the time i was could ever remember all the way up until you know i got old enough to to think and actually operate on my own and around the age of 18 um i i realized or i learned that the church was not really conducive to my growth at that time that's what i felt um mainly because i knew god or i wanted to know god um i you know, talk to God, I prayed, you know, the, the moments when I get out from work and I didn't have church, I go read the Bible and everything like that, just to try to get a deeper relationship with God. I, at that time, I thought the only sin was the Ten Commandments, so I followed the Ten Commandments, and I'm just like, okay, God, you know, I want to get to know you, you know, still in my, my baby stage of, of faith and, and, and relationship with God and everything like that. And so, um, yeah, so around 18, um, this is me preparing to go to college and things like that. Um, I guess because I was so involved in the church, I was able to see more of what goes on behind the scenes. And a lot of things that I saw kind of made me question um, the legitimacy of the church, you know. And so um, some things transpired where I was hurt by the people um, in the church because I felt like things should have been a different way and um, I just saw how what they did how it affected my family and I was bothered you know I was really bothered and it was just it just got to a, a point where everything in the church seems seemed to be cliche you know I knew when to stand up I knew when to sit down I knew when to pray I knew when to worship I knew when to cry I knew when to shout I knew when to dance like and it all just seemed cliche it didn't seem genuine 
Um, and mainly because it had become so much of a routine from what I was used to all my life, you know. And I saw that other people had a relationship with God, like my parents and 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 people, other people I looked up to in the church and things like that. And I'm just like, well, I want to have a relationship with God. You know, I, I feel like I've been doing all this and I still don't really know God. I, I'm still struggling to believe that God do exist. And I couldn't get any answers from anybody at the church. So um, after some, some major things happened, traumatic events, in my opinion, and in my faith uh and what i believed in the church you know i told god i said you know god i'm gonna have to take a step back from the whole church thing um because i don't see you here i don't see you anywhere here and i don't even really know if you are if you're real based off of what i'm seeing now and i know better than to you know think that God doesn't exist because part of me knows that you exist but there's a big part of me that is questioning everything after what I'm seeing um and that was a pivotal moment in my life so I said you know God if if you're real and 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 you want me to have this relationship with you then you should be God enough to step down into my life and reveal to me who you are because this I hear is not it and I and I'm not going to be fake with my relationship with you either I'm with you or I'm not but I'm not gonna be fake and I was just that real because I felt like you know God can handle my realness he created me you know so I need to be real with you otherwise this is going to be a perpetual cycle and nothing's going to get resolved and there's not going to be any answers so um I went to college um and I was still, you know, going to church and praying and everything like that. But I wasn't going to my home church. And um, when I was going to visiting different churches, I was seeing some of the same things. And I'm just like, okay, all right, you know what? Um, I'm going to just fall completely back. Let me just, you know, at that time I was still, you know, um, talking to God and going to church and reading the Bible and stuff like that. Um, but then I found myself just completely falling back. And um, on my 20th or my 21st birthday, I um, remember watching this movie called Hidden Colors. And it was talking about our ancestors and this and that. And, and I remember at that moment, I was just like, you know what? There's more to life than just religion. And so I had renounced any beliefs in Christianity. Um, I still believe in God. I still prayed. I still talked to God. Um, but I didn't believe God was in Christianity. And um, um, I stopped believing in Jesus. And I won't say I didn't believe he existed, but I stopped calling on his name because I didn't understand who he was either. And I'm just being real with y'all because this is what I went through. Um, and I'm still learning. I'm still on this journey. Um, and so I began to dabble and, um, learn more about witchcraft, about the, um, the, the, the power of self and self-love and, uh, divine feminine, divine masculine and, uh, energy and meditation and, um, and chakras and, and, and chi energy and all this other stuff. And, I begin to say, okay, well, maybe this is where God is. You know, this is where God dwells. And um, 
it was a lot of power in that. So in my mind, I'm just like, oh, well, there's power here. So God has to be here. God, this is God. This is God. Um, and it was, it, um, uh, it was great. Um, it, it was, it was great. Um, I, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about self-healing and, and recognizing trauma and recognizing all these different aspects about myself, things that I were carrying, I was carrying. I learned about, uh, manifestation and, and all these types of, types of, types of things for a while. I was just in a blissful state. Um, and then I found myself after, you know, a couple years of in that, I found it to be, um, that to get a little challenging, um, because I felt like it was calling me deeper, you know, with actually performing rituals and, and, and dipping into, uh, magic and black magic and things like that. And, um, although I could, I was always a little bit skeptical about it, um, mainly because I, I can't really tell you why I just, part of me felt like it was, uh, it was, could not, I won't say selfish, but it was brought me to a place where I felt like I had total control of everything. And I know better than that, you know, um, I don't believe we have control in anything but ourselves and that sometimes it's a challenge of that so I felt like it was throwing me into an illusion um and then it was um, heavily influenced by praying to the ancestors and all these different gods and things like that and um not to say I don't believe in my ancestors and I don't respect them um but I believe that I my ancestors came here to learn the same lesson you know, and they came in one way and they left a different way. And to kind of invoke their spirits, you never know who they become. Um, and their power is limited to what you believe that they can do. And also, you never know what types of... The thing is about praying to the ancestors, you have to know what you're doing before you go into it. You have to know what they like or what they don't like. You can't mix two energies or two, you can't pray for two gods at the same time and invite them into your space, especially if they, um, if they don't like each other. And it's just a lot that goes into it that I personally feel like is petty. Um, and not to say it like that, because I do respect my ancestors, but I don't feel like my ancestors are the God. I believe that there is one power, one source, and I can't explain to you in a nutshell about who or what God is, because God is everything. Um, but I don't believe I should ascribe to just praying to different ancestors because the power is going to be limited and I felt like I was only praying to the ancestors to try to get things oh I want this and I want that and to me it just felt like it was more ego you know it was more of trying to make validate myself with materialistic things and then I'm just trying, I'm just convincing myself that I'm whole and that I'm complete. 
and I knew that wasn't it because I never really cared about materials and I just realized that a lot of the people who I was coming in contact with were a little bit selfish and I'm just like huh well that that makes a lot of sense you know God bless me. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, but it makes a lot of sense um, how these people would be selfish because everything is dwelling around you and what you can create. And it's not about how to live your life in a way that's going to be edifying and not only build up your faith and build up the kingdom from all, but help other people build up the kingdom as well. Manifestation and everything like that is really about you and everything that you want and your desires and all this other stuff and that can that is a trap of illusion in my opinion it is um because you're trying to manifest what you can think and desire and not manifest what's best for you like you have to understand that your mind is a defense mechanism and so with that it's going to protect you but your mind doesn't like learning anything new. And so it will keep you in a perpetual cycle of what it's already been through. And so when you're manifesting your desires, you're going to be manifesting according to past experiences. And it doesn't really open the door to new opportunities because it's only going to open a door to which you can understand and what you can perceive. And yeah, it may bring in different things like uh, you may learn different tools, but overall, you're not going to be really growing as a person. You'll just be growing in appearance of who you are as a person, but not truly as a person. And so, um, it it kind of took me, um, I had to get away from that. Um, and not to say meditation and things like that isn't important, is, is not important, but what I've learned, um, is that I believe that um uh, what just came to me recently, which is I'm I'm giving you all this background, um, that I I wanted God to show me who God I wanted to know God for myself and not for what other people said and what my mama said and what my brothers and sisters believed and I wanted to know God for myself. And so I believe that God allowed me to walk a path and deviate a path that was already paid for me so that way my relationship with God could be solidified um for myself and had I just stayed on the path of just just trusting what everybody else know and not actually finding God for myself then I wouldn't have had the opportunity to have a relationship with God like I do. Because now I know God is real. And I believe that God had to show me what he was not because I had already had an image of who I thought God was even I didn't really believe or didn't really know that God existed. And so I think God had to take me outside my comfort zone to be able to remove some barriers and some limitations of who I felt and what I thought God is and what he could be in order for me to in order for me to be able to receive who he actually was. Uh, because now I'm in a place where my faith is a whole lot stronger. And I am, you know, going back to church and I'm still working on learning more about 
the trueness of God, but now I actually understand and have solidified that, okay, God is real. Not only is he real, but there is power with God. Not only is there power with God through my walk with God, I've understood God to be a protector, for God to be a friend, for God to be a lawyer, for God to be all these things that I heard about God and didn't really know. Um, but now I know that God is these things. And so that's that's wonderful. Um, and I guess to anybody listening to this, if any of this makes sense, because I know it just sounds like I'm probably rambling, but, you know, I walked in a lot of places that most Christians and people who believe God looked at me and said, oh, you don't believe in God. And I didn't understand why I walked through this path if this entire time I felt like I was talking and communicating with God. And what I found, what God showed me is to not be so consumed with what other people think of you. If you are setting your intentions to develop your relationship with God and you feel like you hear God say, go this way, and it may seem completely weird and not according to what other people believe, trust your relationship with God. Um, trust, trust that voice first. Learn to listen to that inner voice that you feel like has gotten you to the light. You're going to make some mistakes because there are multiple voices that we hear in our head. Um, but the more you build your faith in the source of God, then that's when God's voice will be louder. And not only would it be louder, but God would be able to send you discipline around you that'll help you understand who God is and what God is not. Um, and then from there, you will learn how to build and walk right. You know, just thinking about um, a child learning how to walk. First, they're crawling. So, what, um, it, it, like us, we have to crawl. And whether when you see a child crawl, you know, they are going, sometimes they're going forwards, sometimes they're going backwards, sometimes they're going into walls and all that stuff. They don't really know where they're going, they just they know they're moving. And so sometimes we have to do that is listen to that voice. May not know what is going on or who is saying it, but we have a faith to believe that this is God and we hope on praying that this is God or whatever. And that's just us moving, just getting the the force of movement, answering the call. And then the child, um, once they learn how to crawl, they learn how to stand up. And they may need somebody to hold their hands, but they learn how to stand up. You have to be, we're going to be in the same way. Once we get moving, then God will be able to send those influences in our life that will teach us how to stand in God. You know, and there may be a mentor or a church group or whatever it is that God sent into your life who will hold your hand as you're able to find your balance in God. And then after the child learns how to stand up, then they begin to start taking those baby steps. And sometimes they fall. But they learn how to stand back up and keep walking. And I believe we are a lot like the the babies in the in our faith and in in our beliefs in God and everything like that. Um, just with that, we learn how to stand, and then God sends us the influences to show us how to walk in God. And sometimes we fall. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we we deviate and don't even recognize. And, and God said, "Don't worry about that. Give me a hand. Let's stand up. Let's keep walking." Um, and then before you know it, we learn how to actually walk in God and walk in Christ. And then we learn how to run. And then um, before you know it, we, we're doing tricks and dances and everything that you, everything like that. Um, and I think that's that's what this is all about. Um, and um, I said all that to say, you know, let you guys know about my, my past and what I've been through.
and that's just everything in a nutshell that's not even the details um but just to let you know that like no matter what your where your journey has taken you if you still have that voice if you're still here that means god is not finished with you yet and so it doesn't matter what you have done in the past you have the opportunity to get back up you have the opportunity to crawl you have the opportunity to answer the call and, and figure out where God is trying to take you. And there is nothing that you have done that can keep God from loving you, that can keep God from being with you and, and guiding you. Because um, even in the Bible, it says, if you make your head, your bed in hell, God is with you. He is. Um, if that's where you're making your bed, he's still with you. Uh, at any time, you can unmake the bed and get up. And say, okay, I don't want to do this no more. Um, as long as you're here, as long as, you know, you have breath in your body, then God is still, you know, looking for you. And to be honest, I, I personally believe I was studying Genesis um, just because the Bible has become so, so alive to me. And in this time, you know, I t- after, when I told you guys I took a break from reading the Bible and everything like that. Um, and now I'm, um, I'm back reading the word and now I see it in a different light. And it's become so alive to me. Um, But I was reading Genesis. And Genesis, um, the first verse, it said, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, And right after it said the heavens and the earth, it began to talk about the earth. And it says, And the earth was void. And there was a face hovering over the deep. And I was kind of baffled by that because I was trying to understand how, well, not how, but why, if God created the heavens with the S, meaning that God created multiple heavens. And imagine what heaven is like to a God. Like, I'm pretty sure that the birds were chirping, the sun is shining, the waters is beautiful, perfect air, and, and, and streets of gold, and you got delicious fruit everywhere, and everybody's in harmony, and everybody's singing, and, and happy, and dancing, and loving, and, and delicious just food, and just a perfect blissful day on in multiple different realms, because it said heavens, it was plural, in the earth. And then as soon as God said, as, as soon as the, the, the scripture said in the earth, it went straight to talking about the earth. And I was wondering, like, well, God, why didn't you tell us about the heavens? You know, why? Why didn't you just let us know more details about that? You went straight into talking about the earth and how it was empty. And it was it was basically a, a void. And you said the face and darkness cover the face of the deep. And that just, it really blew my mind because I'm just like, not only was it a void, but it looked dead. It looked like there was nothing there. So why would you go from talking about the first thing that you created, not just one, you created multiple vo- versions, more than enough that you couldn't even count them because you said heavens and not two or three, limiting them. Therefore, meaning to me, there were an infinite amount of heavens that were beautiful and perfect and the earth was a singular excuse me singular and it was empty and instead of telling us about the heavens which you would think that's what god would do 
least tell us about how perfect these beautiful places got went straight to talking about the earth that was empty and void and what i have what god showed me or revealed to me in those moments is that god is attracted to what is empty god is attracted to what needs fulfillment and so it just made me look at my own life it's just like wow you know, all these places in my life where I felt broken and where I felt damaged and where I felt empty, God was attracted to those places, which was which what was leading me to have these desires of more. And I, I believe that that's the call that God was telling me is that I have more for you in these areas. I have more for you in these areas. And I know it seems dark. I know it seems empty. I know it seems... Like there's nothing there, but I'm attracted to that area, and i'm I'm looking at what God has created since the beginning of time when he first created the earth, and there's nothing there, and it's beautiful, it's thriving. there are humans here, and it just shows me that God is a source of life, and that if I just allow God in. If I if I open those and make those places available to God, I could only imagine what God is going to do. And I used to feel like it was a burden that if I'm if I'm broken, if I'm damaged, or if I have these empty places, then God don't want them because God want the perfect part of me. And when I read you know that scripture, I'm just like God could care less about the perfection because He had multiple heavens and He after the third word God created the heavens and the and the earth okay so that's six words <laughs> he was more excited about the last three words in the earth that he created which was nothing which is empty and so I'm just like well God created me and I have this emptiness I feel like I have a lot of emptiness and part of me used to feel bad and I'm just like well good because that means that God wants me God has use for me he can do something in those areas. And so I'm looking at my life and 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 now I'm just understanding where all these places I'm struggling with finances and I'm, I'm struggling in 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 my career and I'm struggling in health and I'm struggling in um in relationships. All those areas is to me needs fulfillment and God is saying good. I can use all those areas there's use for me in all those areas and I believe that having gone through everything that I went through with just taking a break from the church and, and going into witchcraft and renouncing Christianity and not renouncing all everything or whatever and just kind of being confused God is just saying you're the perfect candidate I want you you're coming on my team <laughs> um and it's a beautiful thing. It is um, to know that in the midst of what you are not and who you are not, God is still saying, but come to me because I can use that. Um, and I think it's important that we understand that and walk in with God. Oftentimes, God will reveal to us what he is not and who he is not. So that way we will eliminate the paradigms that we've created of who we think God should be 
And when we eliminate those paradigms and those barriers, then God has the opportunity then to show us who he is because we've made room within ourselves to receive who God is. Um, Because God is a gentleman. You know, God is not going to force you to accept him. God is going to give you the opportunity and it's up to you to let him in. And so um, that's it, guys. I just I just wanted to share that. And hopefully it made sense. Hopefully it was something that, you know, it will, you know, it can help you guys. I don't even know what I'm going to call this yet. Um, But I did want to just share that and let you guys know that um one walking with God is, is definitely going to be a journey and that just focus on building a relationship with God and not trying to get things or trying to you know I don't know be perfect or whatever just kind of developing that relationship and understanding that God accepts you and loves you just the way that you are and that if you have areas that still need work or that you're not satisfied with that's excellent because that means that God is God is attracted to you and you're attractive to God and that's another thing um that that's another thing that um I'm realizing with uh witchcraft and everything like that is that because you embody the fact that you feel that you are God, then you get to this point where you feel like there's nothing wrong with you at all. And then you have no need for God because you feel like you are enough of God in yourself. And that is honestly kind of like the Lucifer mentality. Well, I can be just like God. I don't need God. I am God, you know, and not to say that, you know, I don't, love all my all my friends and everybody who I met during that season of my life but I, I'm recognizing that I do need God you know I, I'm powerful within myself but I'm nothing without God mainly because of everything who I am is of God there's nothing in me that isn't of God and so if I detach myself from the source and say I'm enough in my source I'm just going to be a cell that dies out because imagine the cells and the atoms in your body says, oh, well, I'm already enough within myself. I don't need the rest of this body. I don't need none of this. And it jumps outside of your body. What's going to happen? That cell or that neuron, that atom is not going to be able to survive without being in the source. Because it's not, it wasn't designed to operate outside of the source and that's how I how I feel and that's why I had to take a step back from um you know witchcraft and everything like that as well is because I, I've learned that yes I, I am a goddess I, I I do sit on the right hand of the throne and I do have power um but I also believe that I don't know how to master myself yet but there is a master who knows everything about me, who who knows every hair on my head, who knows everything I messed up, who knows where I'm going, who knows the end and the beginning, and knows the long lineage of generation to generation of what I stem from. And so if I execute him in my life or if I reject 
that source in my life, then I literally cut off everything. I cut off my source of life, my source of everything, because I feel like I'm enough and that I can do this with just calling on a few ancestors. And it may be, excuse me, guys, <laughs> let me turn that off. My, that was my speaker, um, it's dying. But um, 